Second half, we played USC defense, said middle linebacker Eric Gentry following the game. The final result, USC Trojans 42, Arizona State Sun Devils 25. And oh, by the way, USC has already surpassed their win total from 2021. Let's talk about the 5-0 Trojans' latest victory on this episode of Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you are watching on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, we are free, and thank you. Thank you for watching the show. Thank you for coming along for the ride. Without you, I'm wasting my time. And if you are watching on YouTube, do me a favor. See that red subscribe button? Click it. Hit it. It means a lot. Thanks again. If not, you just like to hear the voice, you can always follow me on my Twitter at Mark Culkin. So following the team's 42-25 to 25 victory, Lincoln Riley said, we didn't play overall in the first half the way we needed to, the attacking relentless style that we want to. Really, both sides. It just wasn't quite us, wasn't quite the edge that we're used to playing with and that we expect to play with, end quote. Whatever. Uh, you can believe the Trojans are just one more win away from bowl eligibility. eligibility. Um, but it's true. Trojans are 5-0. and One more win and they're bowl eligible. Last year they finished 4-8. and So uh, for many, going into this season, getting to a decent bowl game, that was a safe goal um, to, you know, to reach. Let's Let's make improvement. Let's let's show this what was what was last year is last year, and this team is moving forward. Well, for some, myself included, uh, we looked at the schedule, and we were hoping for the best. And the thought was, ten wins was probably the plateau uh, for this team. Well, Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, Travis Dye on offense have helped raise that bar. And real quick, um, right now, USC is 5-0, and and they're nationally ranked at number six in the country. Uh, they are way ahead of schedule for, every, for everybody. Uh, maybe not the guys in the locker room. Maybe they believe this. I don't know. I'm sure they'll say that. Um, I'm not sure there's too many Trojan fans who are willing to stand behind USC being, maybe being 5-0, and sure. Getting that number six ranking? That's a hard sell for some fans to accept right now. Um, and for some, you know, w- even winning at home by 17 points isn't even good enough. But uh, again, and you know what? Maybe in some regards, they're right. Um, because ASU, they're going to struggle this year to win five games. But let's get back to USC. Um, you know, they're 5-0. and They're ranked number six. And yeah, they struggled against a... a poor Arizona State team who's playing for an interim head coach um, and have, you know, NCAA sanctions looming over their heads. Um, But, you know, keep in mind, there's still real people putting on helps and uniforms over there in Tempe and 
Um, they still, USC still has to play against those guys as well as the Pac-12 idiots who pose as referees. And um, they're not playing against those guys in Vegas who set point spread. So if that's what we're, we're gauging USC's performances by, let's take a step back. Um, yeah, sure, USC was forecasted to win the game by 26 points, 27 points, whatever the final point spread was. But, you know, you can't, you, you can't look at things that way. Let's look at it this way. Um, things happen in games that you can't foresee happening. For instance, having an 82-yard touchdown taken off the scoreboard because of a, uh, of a holding call. And you're you can't for you know foresee um, a a gift interception going turning into a completion, and then that eventually turns into a meaningless fourth quarter touchdown. So you know USC probably should have and could have covered the spread if a couple of bounces went differently. Nevertheless, that's. That's how football is. You know, ball, the ball bounces in weird ways. Um, and again, USC's number six. Meanwhile, in Oklahoma, uh, they're reeling ever since Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams threw that team out with the bathwater. Or maybe the Oklahoma fans threw Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams out with the bathwater. But uh, they're unranked. Uh, Caleb Williams was throwing the ball everywhere on Saturday against Arizona State. He had a great bounce back game. He was magical. And if you watch, you know exactly what I mean. And and Travis Dye, um, he said, it's black magic. I don't understand it either. His ability to escape pressure is just freaky crazy. Um, I'm adding that last part there. Freak the being able to uh, escape pressure and being freaky crazy. But it's true. Um, you, Trojan fans, you really, even if you're not a Trojan fan, you should really enjoy what you're seeing right now because Caleb Williams and that type of talent, that doesn't come along very often. So enjoy it. But at the same time, you know, he's human. Um, he threw his first interception of the season. It wasn't the greatest decision or it wasn't even really a good throw. Uh, the decision might have been okay. He was going for Jordan Addison. I thought the throw was a little poor. That's my critique. Um, and it was also it was a missed red zone opportunity. Uh, nevertheless, again, he had a solid bounce back game compared to uh, what happened up in Corvallis. He was 27 for 37, 348 yards and three touchdowns through the air. Um, not bad. Though, by the way, those 348 yards and 27 completions are a single game best for the season. Okay, so um, again, great way to bounce back, especially coming off uh, his performance last week. Now, I, I, Travis Dye is not only a leader on the field, the dude sacrifices his body more than anybody else. And pound for pound, he might be the toughest guy on the team. All five foot eight, five foot nine of them. Um, but he's uh, he, this is the second time Travis has alluded to this to this message after the game. 
um, and it has to do with the team handling success and learning how to win. He said, the energy level was not where we need to be. That type of energy level will get us beat by better opponents coming up soon. We really got to get this straightened up fast. It's almost like this feeling like, okay, we got, we got over the hump. We made it. When that's just not the case at all. You can't have any type of, you, you can't have any type of time when you think that you've made it until the season's over. You cannot think like that. You just have to keep pushing. You have to have, you have to keep moving forward and quote. So USC led 21 to 17 at the half. And, you know, they literally, they left points on the field. Um, you know, I mentioned the 82 yard touchdown pass to Mario Williams. that got pulled off the scoreboard and it was unfortunate the way that happened. Um, you know, Cortland Ford got called for a holding and he never got back into the game after that. So, you know, I'll get into more of that through later in the week, but you, you know, I'm wondering initially right now, was at the opening uh, that Lincoln Riley was looking for uh, between him and Bobby Haskins for that starting left tackle role. Uh, they played the entire game without Justin Dietrich, your starting right tackle, starting right guard. Uh, the captain wasn't able to go. Uh, his replacement, Gino Quinones, he did pretty well filling in for the cap. No complaints. Uh, yeah, you know, nerves probably got the better of him in the beginning. Second play of the game, he got called for a false start. But overall, I thought he played very solid. Uh, we'll see if Justin is uh, able to go next week against Wazoo. Fingers crossed. Um, they shouldn't need him. Uh, again, Wazoo was no pushover, but I know what Justin's dealing with. Um if it were up to me, I would give it one more week and use him if necessary. I'm not in charge. Uh, after the game, uh, Riley said his overall assessment of the O-line play was the following. I thought we were okay. I thought we missed a couple of blitzes. They had a couple of free runners on us. We got beat a couple of times with the backs. And then we got beat a couple of times one-on-one. -on -one. That's just how it plays out sometimes. They're good up front. We knew that coming in that we were going to get challenged. On the flip side of that, with the number of possessions that the offense had, you don't score that many points if you aren't playing efficiently. We aren't, by any stretch of the imagination, playing bad. It was a good challenge. They won a few. We won a few. And when they won, he, Caleb Williams, did a good job of getting us out of it. It's true. Caleb, in the first half, um, and in the second half as well, he his ability to evade pressure, um, feel that backside pressure coming, and just know exactly when to take off, extend the play. Um, he's a special talent, and you know it, it's it's not often that you're going to be able to get out there and find talent out there. But when you do need to find talent like a Caleb Williams, you need to head on over to uh, Locked On excuse me, locked on jobs, because these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. We're all about free here at Locked On USC. As you know, when you're over there, all you got to do is add your job and the purple hashtag 
purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires. We're going to get that up there for you. Versus the leading competitors. Yes, LinkedIn jobs, post your jobs for free, helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You know, I actually have an account over there at linkedin.com. I just need to get over there and update that. Um, so that is my reminder as you look at that uh, locked in jobs ad right there here on Locked On USC. Okay. So let's talk about the defense. Um, they now have 15 takeaways and 19 sacks on the year. That's through five games. That'll get the job done. Um, and, oh, by the way, USC has now recorded one interception in all five games they've played. Those are more than fantastic numbers, even for Alabama, even for Georgia. For any program that you um, attach great defenses with, USC is putting up playoff type of numbers, the type of numbers you need if you want to make the playoffs. Now, in the first half of the game against Arizona State, uh, I don't know if those numbers and playoffs <laughs> belong in the same sentence um, because they don't. In the first half, ASU was averaging 8.1 yards per play. However, that number got reduced to just 3.3 yards per play in the second half. And... They were able to get those 8.1 yards because there were huge holes and huge gaps in the defense. That run defense, I'm not sure why they're starting off slow, but they are. Um, and they make great adjustments at halftime. But you know, Travis Dye said you can't. Against better opponents waiting until halftime, you might be behind on the scoreboard. <clears throat> and um, I'm not sure if USC's learned how to win that. From that point yet we'll find out so <clears throat> after the game uh defense coordinator alex Grinch said quote we don't design the defense that doesn't have someone there referring to manning the gaps so we've got to do a better job of either teaching it or not recommending that certain things get executed that way so we've got to coach better end quote you know, I'm really starting to like Alex Grinch's wry, dry sense of humor. Um, when he says it, it's just so matter of fact. you got to really pay attention to when he's trying to be funny. Um, that, that whole thing about, you know, we've got to do a better job of either teaching it or not recommending them that they're doing it that way. That's subtle and funny. I like that. So, um the adjustments that, you know, the USCP, USC's defense made uh, following halftime resulted in this stat change as well. Not just that uh, their play is going from 8.1 yards per average to 3.3. Check this out. 
In the third quarter, USC held the Sun Devils to just 14 yards of offense and minus 13 yards in rushing. And that was for the entire second half. That's good. So, um, you know, the Trojans finished the first half. They had uh, one tackle for loss, and they didn't register a sack. Well, in the second half, adjustments were made. They racked up five sacks. Uh, Solo, he got one of those. If you remember last week on the Locked on USC podcast, I mentioned it would be great if Solo kept off his week with one. He did. Oh, by the way, I also mentioned last week that just that a that the USC offensive line was going to have a new starter. I didn't mention it was going to be Justin Dietrich, but you know where you're going to find out a lot of information. So when you're not following me over there and reading my stuff on wersc.com, make sure you're over here and locked on USC because I want to get you that inside information. Um, I might be vague and I might allude, you know, allude to certain things, but um, there's a reason for that as well. So, uh, again, they had the five sacks. Uh, they played tremendous defense in the second half. And Eric Gentry said it was, you know, he kind of led that way. He, he had he led the team with six tackles. And he said, for me, he was playing timid. He was It was feeling weird playing against my old team. But in the second half, I felt way better. I felt way more confident. Uh, I just played it regular how I usually play, end quote. Here's here's the analogy I'm going to use for that. It's kind of like seeing your ex-girlfriend for the first time while you're out with a new one. You're not sure how you're how to react. You don't know. You don't want to hurt the ex any more than you already have, who's already jealous seeing the results you're having uh, with your new girl, USC in this case. So eventually, you know, Eric just had to kind of go savage and let the ex know while he why he chose the pretty girl why he left asu um and the result was usc usc's defense was much more aggressive and they uh, they were able to uh, turn the game around they held arizona state to seven points in the second half and that those seven points were truly meaningless and i'm going to get to that in a second um here's a stat to really enjoy for all of you statistic, you know, stat guys who like to gobble it up. Oh man, sorry about that. Um, USC has now outscored their opponents 55 to 7 in the third quarter this season. So there's two ways to approach the stat because you know stats don't necessarily tell the whole story. And let me show you why. Most of that scoring came against in the game against Rice, opening game. Uh, but we're talking defense, right? And they've allowed seven points in the third quarter, period. So eat your steak, Trojan fans. Stop complaining. Yes, they don't look good in the first half. They're making the adjustments and not giving up any points in the second half of games, or at least in the third quarter. Let's, let's make that perfectly clear. They're doing what they need to do, right? Here's, you know, another, you know, spoiled rich kids analogy. You know, at USC, USC football has the tradition. They have the history. People still remember 
you know, the, the great peak Herald defenses and, and the great teams of the past that have won championships. Well, USC fans, they enjoy the finer things in life. And a lot of them grew up that way. And some of them, <laughs> um, their first car, you know, when they turned 16, might have been a Ferrari. And some of those kids might have thrown a temper, temper tantrum because they didn't get the right color Ferrari. They, they had to find something to, to be upset about. Look, you need to appreciate what you're seeing right now. Coming off a four and eight season, this team is way ahead schedule. And I think USC fans should really enjoy um, how quickly Lincoln Riley and the defense has turned around to see what they're doing. Um, I don't think anybody anticipated this. I didn't. I think everybody was anticipating, you know, high scoring shootout games. And sometimes it feels like that, but again, something happens. Second half, Lincoln Riley, Alex Grinch, they make the adjustments, they challenge the team to do better. You got to enjoy the results, right? 5-0, and ranked number six nationally. Um, Kalen Bullock, you know, let's just stay on the defense side of the ball. He uh, he had another, you know, he had a fourth quarter, fourth quarter interception. That was his second this season. Again, last week, I said it would be great if uh, Kalen can... It seemed like he was lost the last few games. Um, if he could get a little bit more involved, make an impact, he did. And uh, he actually almost had two interceptions for the game. One of them uh, off a of Damani Jackson tip pass, uh, pass breakup. Kalen actually made the interception, but he wasn't able to um, complete the, the play inbounds. His foot stepped out before he was able to, uh, to bring the ball in. Again, um, I think... Damani, when he looks at the film, uh, he's going to be kicking himself all over the place. He had another, you know, he literally had a, a play where he gave up a fluke interception. Um, he was falling down, the ball popped up, it landed in the Arizona State wide receiver's hands, who was laying on his back. A couple of plays later, after a couple of really BS pass interference calls, uh, Arizona State was able to punch in a meaningless fourth quarter touchdown. That's how they got their uh, their 24 points. Um, look, the sooner USC gets out of the conference, the better. This is what happens. This is what you deal with in this conference. I thought the defense played well enough uh, to hopefully get that shutout, but Pac-12 and their officials had uh, other ideas. End result is USC still got the win. Uh, they didn't look great. It was ugly. Uh, but in the end, 5-0 and is still pretty, and they're ranked number six. Next game up, Wazoo. You're going to bet on it? Got to head on over to betonline.net because you're going to find out what that line is. Also, in betonline.net, they are your number one source for all of your football betting information this season. You can find all the latest player developments, your team matchups, news, podcasts, as well as in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. 
And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering, uh, with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. They're the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. So, I'll mention it one more time. The Trojans are number six, ranked in the country after week five of the season. Uh, they were ranked number six last week. So, status quo. Then move up, then move down. Here's the, you know, I mentioned there are some fans who are going to question should USC be ranked this high? Um, because, you know, they haven't, you know, they'll, they'll use the argument they don't look like the number six team in the country. Well, what does the number six team in the country look like this year? Um, look at the teams ahead of them, look at the teams behind them. Who would you rank higher? Um, let, let's go over those, the, the, the top 25 real quickly. Number, I'll start at number one, go all the way down to 25. Alabama reclaimed the number one spot. Georgia came back. They almost lost on the road to Missouri, so Georgia drops to number two. Ohio State stays at number three. Michigan stays at four. Clemson at five. USC status quo number six. Jumping up to number seven, Oklahoma State. Eight is Tennessee. Nine, Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin's got Ole Miss rolling. Excuse me. Your number 10 is rounded out with Penn State. Number 11, Utah. Number 12, Oregon. Number 13, Kentucky. Number 14, NC State. 15, Wake Forest. 16, BYU. 17, TCU. Number 18, those guys from the other side of town, UCLA. Yeah, they had a big win. Uh, Number 19, Kansas. Number 20, Kansas State. Number 21, Washington. Number 22, Syracuse. 23, Mississippi State. Number 24, Cincinnati. And number 25, LSU. Let me throw number 26 in here just because this will be USC's next opponent, Washington State, which begs the question, should Washington State be ranked heading into this game? Uh, They faced USC in Los Angeles Saturday afternoon. I think so. Uh, their only loss, granted, was at home, and they they cooked it. They gave it away to Oregon. They literally had that game won. So if you're going to give, give credit to Oregon and have them back up at number 12 in the country after the way they got their, uh, their feathers ruffled against Georgia in week one, tell me why Washington State isn't ranked, why – why LSU is, um, why is Syracuse, well, Syracuse is 5 I know they deserve to be ranked. Um, look, I'm just looking ahead at some of these teams. Make the case why Washington State isn't. Are, are you starting to reevaluate their, their win over Wisconsin on the road? Turns out Wisconsin isn't very good. They fired their head coach, Paul Christ, Chris, excuse me. Uh, Colorado fired Carl, Carl Durrell. I said that a few weeks ago ahead of time. I think everybody saw it coming. It happened. Nice guy, just not a good head coach. So uh, the Pac-12 now has two openings. 
Arizona State is replacing Herm Edwards. Colorado is replacing Carl Durrell. And you're wondering how long is David Shaw going to be uh, up there at Stanford the way they're getting their butts handed to them week after week. But I digress. Um, look, again, USC, they're going to host Wazoo this Saturday. And UCLA actually hosts Utah. So, um, US, and then as we know, in two weeks, USC travels to Utah. Um, so is it going to be better for a win at the Rose Bowl? Uh, or, you know, otherwise you're going to have a bunch of pissed off Utes heading back to Salt Lake City um, waiting for USC. Or does it really matter? As long as USC handles their own business, does it matter what kind of attitude or, you know, where the other team's mind is? I don't think so. If USC is focused and they look, go playing at Utah, then you're not going to play mistake proof, but you do have to limit your mistakes. In other words, no holding calls on touchdown drives. Um, play within yourselves. Play defense for a full 60 minutes. Do not wait to get warmed up and come out in the second half and make the adjustments then. Look, I'm already out of time. There's still a lot to talk about. We're going to give out grades on our next episode of Locked on USC in tomorrow's episode because you get us five days a week. So until then, thanks again. When you're done here, head on over to WeRSC.com. We got a lot of content for you. Got my Sunday takeaway. Scott Schrader's got a full recap of the rec huge recruiting weekend that USC hosted. You need to go check that out. Eric McKinney, Greg Katz, Chris Arledge has his musings. Man, we got you covered over there because I can only give you so much in 30 minutes or less on Locked on USC. But again, thanks again. We'll see you on our next episode. So until then, fight on.